Delaney. And it's Katie, and this is Classically Black Podcast. Where we talk all things classical music and being black in the profession. <laughs> With Delaney's neighborhood playing in the background. Yeah, my neighbor, my literal next door neighbor who was like, I sh- like this window was facing her house is getting very loud construction done right now. So, which I thought was kind of, was like, when we were getting a lot of construction done on our house, I was like, I know the work day starts at nine, but I'll be pissed if stuff like loud like this was going on at nine o'clock in the morning every day, because we were, they were coming here like every day. Mm. And now I, my, um, my prediction was right as a neighbor. I do not prefer it. Yeah. I wonder, is that the noise ordinance time? Nine o'clock? Probably. I feel like it's eight o'clock other places. So I think y'all got lucky. I think they're being nice. It might be. I don't know. Yeah, but I feel like you shouldn't have to. I mean, and, and it's a weekend. No, because when my grandma be doing stuff on the house, like, I, like they don't be coming till like the afternoon. Yeah. To be honest, I mean, we I haven't know she's got the whole place done. worked out. Yeah, I was about to say I don't know what she's getting done, and we were getting like quite a lot done. So I just like they did have to be here. We got our whole because this house is pretty old, and they, I don't think they'd ever got the roof replaced. They had just like put stuff on top of it. Mm. so that made it take a lot longer but yeah yeah i never we never did like a full rental but even over the summer we had to deal with that when when my uncle just randomly decided to repair the roof and we had to we were recording that thing and um yeah they were in there like at two in the afternoon randomly so i don't know i guess it depends on like if you overhauling your whole house at once she over there got the property brothers next door Well, right. Well, we move. We move. Um. So news this week. This is uh, something that had been circulating on social media. By the time this episode comes out, I'm sure everyone will have seen this. Um, not my phone, not scrolling. So I guess we don't want another story. Um. <laughs> the Detroit Apple is a scam. Like what? <laughs> I like I went through. I was just telling Katie how I had my headphones on, and my wireless headphones, and my everything was still playing, and my computer screen just wouldn't turn on. Like it was just black. I was pressing play, <laughs> pressing power, pressing all the keys. Nothing. That's the worst. I haven't had it happen that bad, but Big Birthday here would just turn off sometimes, like, just because she wants to. Yeah. It's like, what are you doing? Yeah. It's like, act like they're holding the nuclear codes girl play the youtube video <laughs> um so the detroit uh symphony orchestra's vice president eric ronmark sorry he has an umlaut over the o in his name we all know i cannot pronounce those um he posted a letter that they got um that the orchestra got on social media so basically this letter was upset because their their season or like their season overview came out and they felt um as though as a season as a season ticket holder they could no longer support the um the organization because he found it or this person uh found it offensive and discriminatory that they were planning their upcoming season focusing on a particular ethnic group now it's so funny because if you look at the DSO season, they are very much not planning the season uh, based on a particular ethnic group. Yeah, I'm pulling up now. 
like there there are pieces by black composers as there should be but it's not they can't think like every piece is by black composer and it's literally and it's literally not like it's a i think it's a fairly i, I, I don't know because i didn't take a i didn't take a tally so i don't know if it's balanced or not but it's like there's there's surely more black composers on it than they've ever played before um so maybe that's what's so jarring oh no equity um but it's really not he's acting like Right. Not a white man to be found. There's plenty of it. And someone said, "Who? I don't remember who. Maybe when I say you'll remember, someone was like, if we want to talk about equity in classical music, we would have to play solely black composers for like the next fifty years. Yeah, in, equality. In the, yeah. yeah, yeah, exactly. Well, longer than that, probably. Yeah, yeah. longer than that. Um, okay. Good. Period. I mean. Equality. Ready when you are. No. <laughs> <laughs> um. So this person said, "I feel." Oh, you it was Ashley, mm. Gordon. Mm. Yeah, making it equ- yeah equal. equality. Yeah, not, not equity. Yeah. Um. He said, "I feel you are doing so just to jump on the current bandwagon of playing the diversity card. If we as a mm. society truly, in all caps, uh, care." We are all equal in all caps. We would stop labeling people, labeling groups as particular ethnicities and just consider us all as caps people and caps humans. This is just so amazing because what are you talking about? Just talking. Just talking because it's like people really think if you just don't mention stuff, it'll go away. It will go away for y'all who were not having a problem with it in the first place. That's what you are not understanding. It's like, yeah, if black people just stop about, stop talking about the things that they're going through, if people just stop addressing changes that need to be made, everything will go away. No, it does not exist in your world unless people tell you about it. Mm-hmm. Like, that was some stupid, stupid little boy that went to Eastman uh, posted, well, you know, I just, somebody, the, the shoe store by my apartment is, somebody got in there and i just don't understand why people can't do this peacefully i'm like y'all don't listen when we ask peacefully so now that the shoe store got tore up now you want to make a facebook post but before all this stuff was going on before the shoe store was tore up so i don't understand where where was your concern then it was quiet enough that you could just do whatever you want to do you could play your little viola and you could ignore it because y'all just want us to shut up. You already know I got beef with that little boy because he's the one who made me lose that intonation competition. Uh, <laughs> like and the one, ago. and the one uh, five years who ago was actually. like uh, when sis was playing the thing. I'm not even in your studio. I'm over here remembering. Um, I be I be dumping on Delaney. I'm like, guess what else? <laughs> I'm talking about you should you should uh, experiment with score the tour right before her recital. Her recital is in two days. That's why. Listen. You should Lenny, experiment with shutting your mouth. <laughs> Lenny was like, hey, not everyone can have a degree in music education. That's not what I'm saying. All I'm saying is one of the things I hate about studio. No, that was stupid. That was stupid. You, like, you just get, you don't get to construct the comments. My studio is not, it's not, it's worse now. But either way, that's what I don't like about studio class because you don't always get constructive comments. That's the problem. Because he said, like, her, her recitals in two days, you could experiment with score forward. Just shut up. Now, in his defense, I will say, Far be it for me to defend him, but in his defense, Mr. Taylor makes everyone comment. Mm. Now, in the yeah. same vein, he also he does he does be like, all right, 
teach this person for five minutes. He says, give a comment. A lot of people who don't know what to say be like, I really like this. As so-and-so said, I really like this. That's all you have. You don't have to pull something out from Leopold Mozart's technique book to try to help this person if you don't have anything to say. And also, that, that one dude, Neil... There was one time he played a studio and like one by one, people were like, I have nothing to say. I have nothing to say. Because <laughs> Mr. Taylor was like, damn, I hate you for that. Because he played this one thing extra clean. He was like, yeah. So um, people who don't, don't know what I'm talking about, Mr. Taylor has an intonation competition every year at the, like, the first studio class or whatever, where he puts $20 on the table and he's like, if anyone could play Twinkle Twinkle Little Star perfectly in tune, I will give you $20. And all the freshmen get gung-ho. They're like, oh, period. Like, this, how easy can this be? Like, not knowing that, like, literally any note, any little note that goes out, he will make you sit down. So I'm like, well, this, I'm like, I'm on to y'all. I'm going to play a variation. Because if I play a variation, I got more time to think about where my fingers go, blase, blase, blase. So Mr. Taylor almost gave me that 20 I'm talking, like, one note. I forgot which one was, like, a, like one cent high. And that boy was the one who was like, nah. And I'm like, you are a fresh man. Be quiet. I almost got $20. And I would have framed that $20. I would have framed it. Because I'm like, I want that thing. Ain't nobody had wanted it before. I mean, for obvious reasons. It's very hard to play um, Twinkle in Tune. But um, loose on a string instrument. I don't know what y'all girls be doing. But whatever. I've, I've never recovered. When I see him, I roll my eyes. It's been five years. So then when I saw that him acting up on when, when the protests were happening, I was like, choke. Okay. That part. Um, yeah, so this person went, you know, the, the, all the typical stuff that we that we see talking about the music and all caps and white he doesn't care if you're, I was just about to say, uh. or plaid, apparently. <laughs> I'm just like, bro, I what are you I, talking about? I forgot about? the letter even said that. I literally was just pulling it out of what white people say. I forgot he put that. Yep. See? If you're black, white, yellow, blue, oh, or Oh, they love that Boy. one. They love that. It's like, bro. <laughs> okay. I don't even want to. It's going to make my head hurt. I can't even get into yeah, that. Yeah, it's like, open your open your research and tell me the oppression of black people. Why are you making stuff up? Like, we got real people here who are, who are suffering. And you're making stuff up in an anonymous letter to the DSO. Well, Anyway, he's um he said he's not gonna be uh renewing his uh, his season tickets and he's a disappointed past uh patron. Okay. Um but I'm glad that they posted this um and was like, you know, you win some, you lose some and yeah, you and you're gonna be sitting there at the, if you really like love the DSO that much to be a patron, you you just gonna be sitting there with that missing. Like, what are you talking about? They're still playing. That's the, th- the thing about it is that y'all didn't care nothing about all white seasons. And I'm telling you, like, there's obviously progress there, but there there is by no means a sweeping takeover of black composers on the DSO season. Right. It's yeah. not. Beethoven on here a couple times. Still. Like, he like you are still they're still playing very like standard repertoire if that's what you if that's what you want to go see you literally can't go see that they you literally can he act like the dso just not not playing it at all if you go try to another orchestra now they got a pi telling you and and busting your kneecaps before you get in the hall like nobody is nobody is 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 preventing you from listening to any of that stuff so 
Mind you, he probably got um, the lowest package. Like that's the people got the lowest subscription package. Who cares? Wow. Imagine taking the time to do that. Girl. And writing a note in Helvetica. I beg. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> right. Might as well have been in uh, Comic Sans. <laughs> um, well, in good news, the National Negro Opera Company, um, we, the Opera Company House, which is where the first uh, National Negro Opera, opera Company um, existed in uh, Philadelphia, has received um, $500,000. So, you know, we talked a little bit about this house a while ago when it was first, like, under, it was basically in danger of no longer existing because, like, the house had been the opera company and then once that kind of died out, it was, like, abandoned and then people, like, looted it and then it was, like, really messed up and worn down. But, um, recently... A $500,000 grant from the Richard King Mellon Foundation um, was uh, was given to them to jumpstart the house's $2 million restoration. Period. Um, and I also know that some some people um, had been trying to get it uh, established as a landmark. I'm not um, exactly sure if that's if that has been like like officially established yet but i do know that they they are very much revamping it because like i follow them on on instagram they have instagram now they're posting stuff they also have a volunteer position for um a social media um intern um but yeah they've they've also um received some backing from the pittsburgh opera i'm sorry i think i said it was in phillies in pittsburgh um and denise graves um so you know they have a good a good amount of support um from from the music community over there um and just you know um black musicians at at large so if you want to um if you want to support them um in addition to this like uh great grant that they just got then i would go to their instagram which i'll make a note to myself uh to to link in the description um yeah and then last but not least, last but not least, friend of the show, period, um, Titus Underwood, who is the principal oboist of the Nashville Symphony Orchestra, was just um, appointed um, as a member of CCM's faculty, this is the University of Cincinnati's uh, College Conservatory of Music. Yeah. Um, Titus been out here. Um, so like I said, he's in the Nashville Symphony. Uh, he just won an Emmy, um, and he won the Sphinx Medal of Excellence Award uh, this year. So he just, period. So he's going to be associate a professor of oboe at CCM uh, starting later this year on August 15th. Um, and, you know, obviously, congrats to CCM. Right. <coughs> like, they update budget. Love that like, for them. Exactly. <laughs> right. Get your money up. Period. Get your money up. Titus is in the building. <laughs> I wonder if it's self. Um, yeah. That part. Because, listen, period. Former Black Excellence, somebody we got to have on the show. 
um but he was on he was on triloquy last week i think by the time this yeah this is coming out so yeah he was on triloquy last week so i would once you once you're done here go listen to his interview on on triloquy he talks about some some really important things and some uh, other projects that he has coming up um but yeah that's my news this week all right so the intermission is real lighthearted real cute or whatever um summer's approaching and I am desperately thinking about it. So <laughs> I wanted to know um, what your summer plans are, Delaney. Mm. So my summer plans, I think you said we was going to do like two. Yeah, or whatever you have. Right? Like like musical and non-musical. Yeah. We do one first. I don't have any particular um, order. I just thought you could just, just say them. Oh, okay. So my... um. My summer plans, I probably to get my my situation right with my like I need to start eating better and get my skin right and my hair. So like overall health, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, are my summer plans? Um, so that and that's literally gonna take forever because I've been saying I'm gonna get my skin right since 2017. Okay, so. I have no seriously I remember because my skin was really really bad and I said I was gonna stop wearing makeup until I got my skin right and that's <laughs> why so I don't wear makeup anymore because I'm like Delaney said you weren't gonna wear makeup so you can't wear it because you said so I to stick to your words so I'm like fine I just won't get my skin right and won't wear makeup okay. <laughs> so um yeah so I'm gonna get my skin right my hair because my hair is literally like like you know when you trim hedges and it'd be no, like I, have a, no, I don't know what that means. like a stiff no shape like the lawn art like no. that yeah no, well mm-hmm. sounds inaccurate but i i don't know well i well i know that the the listeners will be I'm able sure, to, to, to follow I'm sure they don't know either yeah well, well I, sure I, I feel like they so, don't so actually but, i'm sure know, they don't. i feel like i'm i feel like that i have more of like a connection with them mm, interesting so maybe either way maybe our rapport is not really it's not really something that you can relate to oh, and that's okay no. you know well but um you're incorrect so well but hold on because i just don't feel that oh way. well we all feel things so well mm, yeah you well, know well so. great Um, what was I gonna say? And then my musical, uh, my musical plans is to just, I mean, this isn't this isn't just a musical plan, but like, um, it's probably to read more and to, um, probably, I guess I'll put my business out there, but I will hopefully be prepared for grad school. But we'll see. I already graduated. My my diploma is right here. Period. Big dot. Dr. Harris. Love that. For a bachelor's degree? For, you said you're going to grad school. Oh, I, well, you said you're singing pomp and circumstance like a. Yeah, you know. First of all, I said maybe. <laughs> well, it's part of the plan, so. And also, I'm not going to grad school to, to be a doctor. <laughs> you never know, so. so. Well, you're much closer to that than me, so. Mm-hmm. Much further than you think. But still closer to somebody who barely got a bachelor's degree up the hair. Got it because you said it's right there next to you. How is it barely? I know. I still got. 
barely means I almost didn't get it. Oh, I'm sure that's also inaccurate, just like the hair thing. So let's let's pull over here because it's a great follow up example to how Katie will not just address facts. She just won't acknowledge them. Like when I said you are closer to being a doctor than I am, that is a fact. That's not a fact. It cannot be disputed. Yes, it is. What if? What if I just? You're the one who's going back to school. What if I decide that this is where I stop? I just mean qualification-wise, you are closer to being a doctor. You, I Barely can't. Closer. No, yes, so, you are. But it doesn't matter. Fine, I don't want to do this. Um, fine. That's the one thing I would give you, out of everything you said. And she will also won't give me the the what's the name, the travel thing, which is making it makes even less sense in this. Why are you bringing up old stuff? Anyway, um, my. Musical, my musical summer plans. I'm in my viola bag right now, so I'm gonna try to stay there as much as I can. Um, I'm taking some auditions this summer. I have a little list, so I'm gonna be over here. Mm, share with us. Hmm? Share with us. Uh, yeah, I was thinking about Onyx and Atlanta, and then um, King of Diamonds as well. Oh, all of a sudden you gonna support my dreams? What happens to a dream that's deferred, Delaney? All right. Yeah, as a make good dance. So those are my plans um, for the main. Oh, and I need to prepare for my recital in the fall. So I'll be bocking and sonoran storming. Um, so those are the musical plans. <clears throat> but otherwise, my number one priority this summer is rest. I'm exhausted. I must rest. So that's going to be interesting balance to strike, but I'm looking forward to doing nothing and also hanging out with my grandma and also lounging around my apartment here in Memphis doing nothing while also doing things. So we'll see, but I'm very looking forward to it. I'd love to make it to New Jersey to see my cousins, but I don't see how that's going to happen. So we will see. I'm, I can't wait. Ooh, and Juneteenth coming up. And I got, I just got plans. I can't wait. Just rooftops, brunch. That's what you said, rest. I mean, yeah, in between, in betwixt. <laughs> 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 I'm going, I still have to, I mean, with the, with Viola, in the, with Viola in the picture, I mean, how much rest am I really going to get? That's the problem with her. However, <laughs> I mean, I will rest on a rooftop with a mimosa. That sounds amazing. Shoulders out. Oh, I cannot freaking wait. Oh, I probably should also get my health on track. It's on. It's it's like one wheel off track. I think that's right. Meanwhile, I'm in a off road vehicle. Okay, in the vehicle. Period. Hang it off. <laughs> you know the ones that don't got no doors for whatever reason. Of all the cars, not to have a door for on, a safari. And like. <laughs> <laughs> With the elephants and giraffes and junk, <laughs> or you just driving down I forty with <laughs> no doors? <laughs> that's okay to you? Yeah, like them jeeps, like the off road ones. Like something they, they don't be having doors on them. Like why don't you have a door on your car? To drive through mud. I feel like that's super dangerous. I feel like there's no way. I might as well get on a bike and get on, get on two forty. Like those can't be. I guess people be in. I guess people do be in micro- motorcycles. Oh so yeah, people do be in bikes on the. I don't understand that. You want a highway and a bike? I feel like that's just. 
Mm, yeah. I mean, do you? But I would never do that. Mm-hmm. All right, y'all. Hold on. Mm-hmm. All right, y'all. So, uh, before we get into this portion of the episode, I just want to give a little disclaimer about the audio. Uh, we have gotten to the point of the year here in Los Angeles where it is ridiculously hot sometimes. Um, not all the time yet, but on the day that we were recording this video, it was. So, we had to make some adjustments uh, on my end of the technical setup, which then caused me to sound like I am underwater. Um, so, bear with us. It's only for the topic portion, and then uh, we recorded the Black Excellence and the outro separately, so that's our regular audio quality. Again, sorry about that, but at this point, there's nothing we can do. Thanks for listening, y'all. So, y'all, I don't even know where this episode came from again because we were supposed to be doing this for, like, at least two months. I feel like it had to be at least that long. But basically, as you can tell by the title, we're talking about the baby. You know, we love the baby over here. Even though, you know, you got to have a warrior spirit to be a baby fan because it's, like, at least once a month, the baby's trending. But I think, if I can, rem- if I can recall, I, ba- I think we were having a conversation, like, offline about how, like, People love to be like, and Mendelssohn's known for this because he he has this and the Beethoven way of playing something and X Y Z, and it's like rappers have that as well. Like y'all love to put classical music on this pedestal, and it doesn't need. It's not really all of that because the baby, like especially like I listen to a lot of his music, he has certain things that he's that he does the same way how. Um, I'm trying to think like a composer like Mozart has ways that he typically does things and so what we did today is we're going to talk a little bit about the baby's music and some of the things that I found in his um in his in his works that is typical to his style and then I also asked Delaney to come uh share an artist who also does the same way things that a composer might do well, art, artists are composers but the same thing and how we might talk about Mozart and and speaking about these artists today we're not saying that this is the only way to critique or to talk about this music like rap music doesn't have merit because we analyze it the way we analyze classical music that's not what I'm saying we're just having a conversation okay so put my little notes or whatever so also, I want to be clear that in the same way, like Mozart, the baby, or any of the artists that we talked about today, don't do this all the time, but they are trends. Um, so I think one of the the clearest things that the baby does for me is that he uh, he has this idea that you should not mess with the baby, which is always why I'm so befuddled that people approach him in public, that people try to mess with him because. I, to my recollection, someone can correct me, cannot recall another artist that explicitly tells you not to mess with them in their music, in their music specifically. If there is one out there, let me know. I'm sure maybe there is, but mm-hmm. the baby mm-hmm. almost, every song. <laughs> almost every song, like yo. So this is one of the tr- this this trends in across the board. Like the baby's gonna tell you any, every song, every feature. Okay, so the first example of this would be um, his song Toes. This is from his album Kirk, and this is uh, literally like an amazing combination. It's the baby, Lil Baby, and Moneybag, yo. This is elite artistry. I'm talking about artistry, but you'll see what we mean by the baby doing this. 
My so cold, I think I'm done with ice. Birds, if I leave her, she gon' die. Well, bitch, you done with life. Okay, but not pull up with no knife, cause I bring guns to fight. Say so you got that sack, I got that sack, but ain't no ones of mine. Nope. My little bitch say I'm getting too boozy. I don't need like dubs of mine. All right. But I look like without them 20s. Huh? Them hoes like, how I'm coming. It's, it's disrespect for me. Like, like, <laughs> talk about you, if, if my girl leave me, she said she gon' die. I guess you done with life. What? Okay. The second example is... What the song that put the baby on the map for me, and I think for a lot of other people, if you're not from North Carolina or whatever it is, should it's like one of his biggest songs ever. And basically, the first minute will just tell you everything you need to know about the baby. Like, here we go. This is should. Who you a fool for this? Oh, Lord, Jesse made another one. Packing the mail, it's gone. Uh, she like I smell cologne. Yeah, I just had a deal, I'm on. Yeah, yeah. I go where I want, good, good. Play if you want, let's do it. I'm a young CEO, sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The first nigga play on my body, a nigga. I just check my balance, I probably pull up to your hood and come buy me a nigga. No cap. You know that your hoe told you that nigga crazy. Don't think that she lied to your nigga. Bitch, get caught with your hoe when I'm popping them both. Now they hot just like Bobby and Whitney. Say I'm the goat, act like I don't know. But fuck it, I'm obviously winning. Don't make me go hit the bank. And take out a hundred to show you our pockets are different. I'm out with your bitch and I only want knowledge. She got a little mileage, I'm chilling. You disrespect me and I beat your ass up all in front of your partners and children. I'm the type that let nigga think that I'm broke until I pop out with a million. And take 20K and put that on your head and make one of your partners come yeah. Say fucking with me, then he gotta grow up. Cause this nigga gotta be kid. kid. This shit can't fit in my pocket. I got it. Like I hit the lottery, nigga. I, I slap the shit out of nigga. No talking. I don't like to argue with nigga. I don't. Ain't gonna be no more laughing. You see me whip out. Cause I'm gonna be the shot me a nigga. No cap. I don't follow no bitches on Najee, but all of your bitches, they following nigga. I, and that little nigga ain't gonna shoot shit with that gun. He just pull it out in his pictures. Bitch. Huh? huh? Packing the mail. The lady was lit. It's, it's like. That's my favorite one. Cause sometimes you just wish you were rich enough to build yourself up. <laughs> like that's I don't understand. I, especially like I feel like a lot of people got to know the baby with this song in particular. Why are you rolled up on him in any way? I kind of at least six or seven things where like I will embarrass you. I will pay someone to kill you. I will <laughs> like <laughs> everything. Not someone, your partner, <laughs> and only twenty k. <20K. laughs> Is that enough for a body? A life? Nah. Disrespect. So that's definitely, and that's almost in every song. <laughs> every song, every feature, he gonna let you know. Do not mess with him. Okay, probably my favorite thing that the baby does is him breaking the fourth wall. I think this is so cool. I'm sure the artists do it, but I've noticed this trend a lot with the baby um, and, and breaking the fourth wall. So what I mean by that obviously is not obviously what i mean is that he interacts with the listener <laughs> yeah obviously you don't know no i don't mean that i mean because it might be different in people you know in theater but what i mean and maybe i'm saying this wrong someone could correct me but what i mean by that is like i feel like he's interacting with me personally as he is as he's rapping um one of my favorite, uh, no, my favorite one is the one from practice where I'm going to get to, but this is the second runner-up. Um, he did um, a remix with uh, Jay Carlo, Jack Carlo, my bad, um, on What's Poppin', and he goes first, and he says something, like, in the background. I just love that. Like, I could tell, like, he's just fun to work with. I would never want to work with him, but well, maybe, maybe, I don't know, but I, 
he could you could just tell he's just fun. Okay, this is what's popping. It's real quick, so don't miss it. That shit, so when she pull up on me, I know what she about to say. What's poppin'? Brand new whip, just hopped in. I got options. I can pass that bitch like Stockton. Just joshing. We spend this holiday locked in. Everybody got rid of them toxins. Sports in the top ten. Callin' my bitch, tell her bring me that noggin'. Brain real good, she's collar. I like a thing with low mileage. Good brain with no collars. Call me the baby, no toddler. I'm real creative. Real quick, he's like, hey, let me go. I love that. I think it's so, like... Like, you could tell, I don't know, like, he's talking to everybody in the studio. You could, I know that's not how they do it, I imagine, at least. That artists probably record separately and they put it all together, but that made it seem like he was, like, they were all in the studio just vibing and making this record, and I thought that was really cool. Okay, the second example, this is Bop. And that whip had a cop in it. My bitch got good pussy, fly her across the country. I finished the show and I hop in it. I got me a milli, I did it legitly. I'm still with the shits, I'm a hot dick. I'm on other docks than a motherfucker. Hey, when you gon' switch the flow? I thought you never asked. Niggas ain't fucking with me and ain't about what the fuck they be rapping about with they look scary ass. But to each his own, nigga. If you I love that so much because, if, and I think, I think that's two things. I think this example of him breaking the fourth wall and a lot of people criticize the baby for sounding the same over and over again. So I I think he just like also that to, to poke fun at them like breaking the fourth wall but also like making fun of people who criticize him people always criticizing at, on a couch eating Cheetos like come on man like he's rich leave him alone and also he knows what works he's doing what works okay this is my favorite 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 example this one right here from practice like. Just like this moment of pontification from the baby in the middle of the song, it's just like chef's kiss. What the fuck is you saying, Lenick? I do my little dancey dance. I got my pants with bands, quit playing, Lenick. And I don't think they talk is cheap, cause now when they talk to me, they paying me. Shut I probably say the word nigga too much. I'm a real nigga, I don't be giving a fuck. Tommy he'll pick a fist with the shit coming up. When you stay down like this, you rock Vinny. Okay. He broke his head, put a boot on. I think that's cool. Like, just because just he, it, it, he was saying, you know what I'm saying? like every other word at the beginning of the song and then he stopped he was like maybe i said that word too much he's like nah <laughs> and i don't care huh what are you talking about sorry it's breaking up what you say which word i can't can't hear. i'm gonna move on to the next one it's, it's well, breaking up but if it's but, breaking up who? I can't. <laughs> <laughs> okay the last thing that the baby um is known for and he even says it um he was on hot ones and he he was hilarious um but when he went on hot ones the guy i forgot who does it asked him about um about it he's like yeah i don't like waste time i'm just gonna start rapping the baby always start not always but a lot of times will start rapping right away so that's a really cool thing like not a lot of intro obviously there's songs that he has that have intro but a lot of his songs yeah he get every all his money worth of that. <laughs> yeah, that's what he said. <laughs> yeah, he'll just start right away. Uh, so here is Rosh featuring Amigos. Oh, what? Sorry. They said they want some of that raw shit. Turn it up, I'ma sit in the car. Turn me up. If you turn up your lights, you gon' see me at night. Oh, you know I'm a motherfucking star, bitch. I know you ain't from where I'm from, cause you know you can't go leave your gun in the car, dick. Nigga, let me walk down on your ass, leave you stuck in the sand like a motherfucking star. Let's go. go. I'm trying to smoke Let's go. SDG, swear to God, they don't want none. I don't want none. You know, I got the whole gang in LA. You said what? It's the beginning of the song. Yeah. <laughs> Come on, pick them notes. 
he said it before the beat dropped. Wow. Yeah, it's crazy, right? <laughs> yeah, it's crazy. Like, I'm gonna play it again. Like, you didn't think it was the beginning? I did, I forgot. I had like momentarily forgot that you even said that that was the example, and I was like, wait, that was the beginning. It don't even sound like it. I feel like it's pickup notes. I'm listening again. Hold on. They said they want some of Yeah. Put it, up, put it on an audition. Put it on there. <laughs> Dang, he started rapping before. Period. Okay, and also last one of this is uh, "Off the Rip," which is one of my favorite. I like all. The, I don't like all the baby songs. He did a ballad moment on his album. I didn't really care for that because, I mean, it was fine. I didn't ask him to switch it up. I like what he be doing. I like the energy, but um, here's "Off the Rip." Straight off the rip, you know I don't wait for the drop the rip. I go out to eat with my kids and my mama, you know I ain't dating no kind of Leave what you see, nigga. I can't name a rapper that's out here and breathing, it's fucking with me, nigga. I'm taking they hoes, forces of these pants and a T, nigga. They like how? They don't even match. Period. Oh, he even said it. I don't wait for the drop. Love it. Love that for him. Well done. Okay, Delaney, who did you pick? Okay, so like I said, um, this kind of came from us talking about like composers being known for certain things. And like, if you, um, I mean, there, there are like certain like specific examples of that, like the fate motif and Beethoven, that's the da, 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 like, and that's, yeah. that's in his 10th string quartet that I also know of. The third movement is it's all of that. Like that's oh. what that scared so is. Is that shock the pole? Because I don't listen to the oh, da, 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 da. Yeah, that, that, and then there's also like, oh, Bach has one, but I don't ever hear that one. Well, I can't hear that one. Mm-hmm, yeah, it's like B A C and then whatever the H means uh, in English. Yeah. Um, but then you also hear words like, like. I remember one time in a lesson, my teacher described something. I was playing the Hindemith Sonata, and he described a certain part of it as Brahmsian. Yeah. You know, like, so that you have those words, like, you know, that that may uh, not refer to, like, a specific thing, like something that the baby says a lot is, let's go. Like, a lot of people. Oh, yeah, or ah. For me. Yeah, for me, mm-hmm. yeah. So there's, so my, the person I picked has both of those. He has, like, something that he usually says in his songs that is like, oh, this is, this is who this is. And then he also has like I'm I'm gonna talk about that, and I'm also gonna talk about some of the more abstract things about like just like concept. I don't know how to explain it, but like yeah. just things that. And I'm gonna play some of his music and also some people that he influenced, so you can see it's like. So I'm talking about E40 first of all. I said that talking about E40. So I'm gonna play some of his music. I'm also gonna play some E40 and E40 and uh, a scholar, a musicologist. Who among us? Other people with actual music artists. Yeah. Well, um, you trump them. So, so the first, oh, I'm sorry, Joe. Um, <laughs> so yeah, the first uh, piece that I'm going to be playing is I'm going to play two really, well, this first one is very popular um, from E40, uh, Tell Me When to Go, which in 2005, I mean, Tell Me When to Go. Um, so he <laughs> does like this, like, you'll hear it, but it's that. That I can't even do with that. Ooh. You, have you heard? Mm. Yeah, he does that in like a lot of his songs. So if you you gonna know it's the E forty song when you hear that. Ooh. 
that's um that one i'm gonna play another one from that same uh album yay area um which is um that same that same uh album is my ghetto report card but this song is called yay area other styles like miles and shit like 60s funky worms with waves and perms just sending junky rhythms right down your block we beat to rap what key beat to lock, but we beat to rap what key beat to lock. We beat we beat to rap what key beat to lock, but we beat to rap what key beat to lock. We beat we beat to rap what key beat to lock, but we beat to rap what key beat to lock. I got my second win, pimp. We beat to rap what key beat to lock, but we beat to rap. I got my second win. Sick with a B M A. Talk to a P. Wanna brothers? Fuck with a P. Talk to a P. Heavyweight, a vet, not a so that's just like i just i can't really talk about you know um uh, e40 without mentioning that that's something that he does in a lot of his songs especially like i don't know exactly when he started doing that because i haven't noticed it on his like first album which is the next um kind of you know thing that i'm gonna, I'm gonna play and his first album was like in the early 90s um but I think like in the 2000s is when he started doing that. So another thing that E-40 was known for and the reason why he wasn't like, he didn't find like initial like success was like rapping off of the beat. <laughs> and that's a very, that's a very West Coast thing to do. So you hear a lot of people like, they hear West Coast rappers and they're like, what the heck are they doing? <laughs> what are they talking about? And they not, they don't beat and they find a metronome or whatever, whatever. But it like, it very much is a style. And so like, people there are other west coast rappers um that that um kind of do the same thing so i'm gonna play two of them after i play a couple of things from e40 but he was one of the people that like he you can notice in some places he raps really really fast to catch up with the beat and then you know it's it's all kind of stuff so um the first i'm gonna, I'm gonna play, the first song i'm gonna play is from his uh debut album federal um and this this song is by the same name. Don't you know? Yeah, that's another one of them potent don't play back. Mob style, sipping yak, top of the line, rhyme, fucking them up like that, therapy. Don't you know? Fucking them up like that, therapy. Don't you know? Yeah, that's another one of them potent don't play back. Mob style, sipping yak, top of the line, rhyme, fucking them up like that, therapy. Fucking them up like that, beats. I'm just a hustler. I'm going federal. Jumps, this ain't no damn miracle. Fucking them up like that. Let me work something terrible. So before you attempt to step to me, you best read up on my history. I'm known to the world as Mr. L-E-M-B-O-Y-A-N-T. Killing motherfuckers off crucial. Sitting them down mutual. Spitting that old play against the shit. Trying to maintain the strong grip. B-Town, California, where I was born, raised in Bronx. 1979, I've been a hustler on the go. Popos want to rass me and make sure I need a cat. Oh, yeah. Um, basically, like, there's a couple of different ways you can do this. Like, some people use, like, kind of like rubato, where they just, like, they may, I don't know, either speed up a rhyme or, like, stretch a rhyme. Or sometimes people can, like, they'll rap whatever they want over the beat, and then they'll catch the beat somewhere. So it'll be, like, off beat for a little bit, and then they'll, like, lock up with mm -hmm. it. 
Um, so yeah, and this is again like some people were like not understanding his flow around this time. So this is another um, song from from a federal called Drought Season, and this is gonna be the last thing I play from his early stuff to kind of show where this trend comes from. Then I'm gonna play some more recent. In a motherfucking seal, I see K in this motherfucker. You know, I got my cousin Cappy on the motherfucking side of me. We finna spit some of this old plant boy and shit. Check gang, it's another one of them traps. My Sahab and this shit costs like fuck. Niggas taking losses that they can't make up. Getting gap up for some of that shit they call cake up. Stretching the crap, making a bad batch. Scream from a tweaker's pipe, turns black so they go crazy. Get hot headed, start acting the food yelling. But you all know it ain't no refunds in this shit that I'm selling. Cause during the drought season, niggas be looking for a reason to rush. So I suggest you put up your booties, man, and pull out your butt. So, and, and that, that, that song was very interesting to me because at the very, the first time I heard it, I didn't notice he was rapping at first. I thought he was just talking. <laughs> I, no, like, I don't know, because he was so not on the beat that I was just like, just like you know, because people were talking intros and then he yeah. started going into the beat. And I'm like, oh, that was the verse. The verse started. I'm in the verse right now. <laughs> It's just not for me. I respect E40 because, like, who he is, of course, but it's not for me. It's You know what it sounds like for real? Okay, I ain't gonna say it. But it's just not for me. Nothing. Wow. So, some more modern folks that do this. Someone, someone who has come under fire for doing this um, quite a bit is Blueface. I still think um, he does it well, but I mean, I can't also can't speak on it because, like, when I hear E40, I'd be like, "What's going on?" But at least I know it's like you know. But maybe it's just not for me, and also I can't. I don't want to speak on it because it's like y'all, y'all know about doing it well because that's what y'all listen to. So, I mean, and Blueface, whatever. I think I just think some of his music is fun. So the the, the reason why, um, or the song that I got a lot of people talking about Blueface is Tatiana. She did a remix of it <laughs> um way back when so i want to play a little bit um i think that i personally don't think that it's anywhere near as extreme as what e40 was doing in the 90s yeah i would say like <laughs> so i was like when y'all when people were like this i'm like y'all <laughs> <laughs> I just, I've listened to Tatiana and Wild as fuck. He never caught the beat back. That's, but I just don't remember. I don't remember. Yeah, because I, mean, I feel like he did. But let me. I haven't listened to Tatiana in a minute, so I'm gonna play it and we go on. Blue face, baby. Yeah, I bust down Tatiana. Yeah, I, I want to see you bust down. Bust down, Tatiana. Bust down, Tatiana. I wanna see you bust down. Pick it up, now break that shit down. Break it down. Speed it up, then slow that shit down on the gang. Slow it down. Bust it. Bust down. Bust it. Bust it. Bust down on the gang. Bust down, Tatiana. Bust down, Tatiana. I wanna see you bust down. Pick it up, now break that shit down. Break it down. Speed it up, now slow that shit down on the gang. Slow it down. Bust it. Bust down. Bust it. Bust it. Bust down on the gang. Blue face, baby. Yeah, I, I'm every woman's fantasy. Mama always told me I was gonna break hearts. I get a surf off, stupid. Don't be mad at me. Don't be mad at me. I wanna see you bust down. Bust down. Bust down. 
I don't understand what about that. Like maybe I, I and I think I have pretty good rhythm, but like I think like I don't. I just think like I don't know. Maybe I need to hear the instrumental again. But I think something I've noticed with more modern rappers that do this is that their beats are very minimal because they do stuff like that. Now E Forty, he had a very clear beat and was just not <laughs> adhere to it. But that was what he was trying to do. But I feel like I don't know. Blueface, baby. Yeah, I, I'm everyone with fantasy. But and then he, he kind of compresses the next one. Mama told me, or Mama always told me I was going to break hearts if this is her boss, but don't be mad at me. Like, it, like I don't know. Like, I hear it. So. Yeah, like, I just, I just, I, it's so, it sounds so how it's not supposed to sound to mm-hmm. me because, like, you know, Chicago rap and stuff like that don't rap like that. So it's like, I just get it, get it used to. It sounds like, you know how, like, in a cadenza, it got a whole bunch of them little small notes mm-hmm. that you're supposed to play. That's yeah. what it sound like all the time, though. Oh, you know what I'm saying? Like, you know, like, you know how, like, you have, like, it might go, dee da da ba da 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 But it's like every... Compress at the beginning, and then it spreads us, like, mama always told me I was gonna... Wait, it's... Mama always told me I was gonna break hearts, and this is her fault, stupid, don't be mad at me. Like, it's... Yeah, like mom always told me I was gonna break hearts because it's her fault, stupid, don't be mad at me. Like, and I don't know, like, it stretches out. Yeah, but the, the, the reason I think what's what's difficult for me is I'm not used to hearing that kind of thing in it's rap. Like, so when I heard it the first time, I'm like, is he, is he that on the beat? And it's like, it's it sounds like, like he trying to, yeah, I'm not gonna disrespect that, that kind of that style of rap, but this from from what I knew, hearing, hearing it for the first time, I was like, does he not know? Did someone not tell him? That, that's what I was like. Yeah. Yeah, but yeah, I ain't gonna say no more. I ain't trying to, I'm not gonna be disrespectful because I understand it's a style, but. There's another one. This is Blueface. This is Blueface featuring the baby. Um, I'm gonna play a little bit of uh, Blueface's part, then I'm gonna play the baby's part because I think I was very surprised when I first heard this song. Actually, when I first heard it, I didn't like it. But I think that's because I watched it with the music video. Oh, I remember it. Hey, I didn't like it either. I did not like But when I listened to it without the music video, I was like, okay. I think the baby kind of does that style a little bit, which I've never heard him do before. And so he's mm-hmm. rapping off beat, and then there's a part where he just catches it. Like it's so I'm gonna play Blueface's part first, and I'm play the baby. No, I'll never say anything damning about the baby. I'll be trying. I'll be having to stretch to defend him. <laughs> Blueface, baby. Pull up like Trump and they duck like Donald. Presidential, I'm be just like Obama. My bitch bad, just like some car. My pull of strings in Balenciaga. Pull up like Trump and they duck like Donald. Presidential, I'm be just like Obama. My bitch bad, just like some car. My pull of strings in Balenciaga. Pull of strings in Balenciaga. Still had to leave when nobody fired. Yeah, I'm lacing up strings in the Jordans. I like the way Gucci with force. You freak wanna fuck because you're not important. I'm the prettiest chocolate nigga. That's a lie. Nesta tried to give me endorsement. Everybody wanna talk, but I don't got the time. I'ma have to give an appointment. If you don't set appointments, then pop up. Free my big cousin Dosman. He locked up. Know them shits used to come in the trash bag. Think the nigga pulled up on the box truck. We gon' pull up like Trump. It's something right now, fuck the Trump. My little bitch is so bad. Keep the lights on, I fuck from the front. Hey, babe. Drop the pen. I'm gonna I mean, I'm glad he knew, he understood the assignment. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You're not gonna go rapping like that, like whatever. I think 
so the last example I have, so like, I just kind of want to show like where that came from, whatever. The last example that I have um, was from a song that just came out and people were like, so, um, and this is one that I'm gonna be honest with you, I genuinely cannot understand what people are talking about. Like, I'm like, wow, is my sense of rhythm just not there? Because a lot of people were like, whatever. And even I had a conversation <laughs> with Mara and she was like, because somebody had commented on was like, it's so funny to see people react to West Coast West Coast flows. And I retweeted that. And Mara DM'd me and was like, so like, what's up with this? Because to me, it just sounds like he's just off the beat. And so then I gave her this whole, I talked to her about this. And I'm like, that's kind of scary to me because it does not sound to me like he's off the beat at all. Like, I can understand where people are going, coming from with Blueface. Like I hear that. I don't hear it there. So this is a piece called, piece. yeah, this is a piece yeah. called Risky by Saweetie and Draco the Ruler. I'm not gonna play Saweetie's part because like th this is not part of the part that I'm talking about. Although they're both West Coast rappers, Saweetie's from the, the Bay Area and Draco the Ruler's from LA. Um, so yeah. Mixy, three, two shots, got a bitch feeling risky. A hundred down to one ten, get it sideways. I told the bitches my way or the highway. Double parked in driveways on the five gays. That Instagram shit was cute with tape is block later. Laugh now, cry later. There goes another cloud chase. I seen that little shit you was up and it wasn't by nature. If you don't want a war with the gun and about face. If we talk about my wrist and my neck, the price was outrageous. Wing by like night, I could stare at my lane calling. You know these ones go back and forth, bro. That's being bugger, tree auger. Shit is steady, but her knees longer. It's the sleepwalker, her. She got the feet calling. This beat is outrageous. Don't ask what it costs, nigga. Two nines in the car, heard about us be moss people. When the ice hit the light, even made I'm gonna listen to it on my own so I can hear a little bit more clear, but it sounds like he's fighting the beat. I can see what people are talking about. Like, I don't understand that because the beat, especially to the beginning with, the beat is very like it's hardly there. It's like like a little cowbell, like dun dun like there's a little bit like but it's very minimal so i don't understand like i don't i would like to hear somebody freestyle on that beat to show me what they think placing that would be hmm. because that did like i don't know like i don't i don't hear that he's offbeat i think some of his like phrases they don't end on the beat but i don't necessarily think that they're like the what the inflection of the word is like the stress is on the beat and then whatever doesn't end on the beat it's like an unstressed syllable so like that's the way that that i hear it because i was like that's the one that really confused me because i was like i genuinely don't know what you guys are talking about he does not sound offbeat to me at all maybe offbeat's the wrong word but it doesn't sound i don't know i'm gonna listen again and let you know my thoughts it just doesn't sound like sound like he you know made my cup of tea yeah i'm gonna need somebody to explain that shit <laughs> Like, it just sounds like the beat is just there. He's just doing his own thing. That's what I heard. That's how I would describe you for it. But, period. Period. I always be here to advocate. <laughs> that's, that's the style, you know what I'm saying? I ain't going y'all do your thing but i was especially like i feel like besides e40 which i didn't even really listen to a whole bunch i just like knew his name like i think when blueface came out i just didn't understand so i was so confused i even remember crystal being like where's the beat at like he can't even catch the beat da, 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 da. and i was like yeah i thought da, da, da. 
And then I think maybe even Chris Kiffin was like, the West Coast people gonna come for you. Yeah. Probably did. Yeah. I think, and I think that's a, that's a something that a lot of people, especially, I feel like people's reactions to music are all, are pretty extreme. Like, like we talk about it in like classical music or even in like music academia, but also people who are not in it are like very, like for for on our side of things, it usually comes from like conservatism, like you know. But on other people, like when I when when people are not used to thinking critically about music if they hear something that they don't understand it's usually I don't like that yeah not I don't understand that what's up because somebody tweeted somebody tweeted that DJ Khaled's album was one of the worst albums they'd ever heard in their lives and I was like that makes me want to listen to it because I want to know what you mean by that yeah so I listened to the first track because it was like three o'clock in the morning I need to so I listened to the first track and I was like so there was a lot going on like I would give them that it was a lot going on, and I did find it like quite cacophonous. Mm-hmm. But I don't know that that's a bad thing, you know. Yeah. Like it, it was like very much like what. <laughs> and that's re- it was a it was a lot going on, but it was intriguing. Like I wonder why he made those choices. I wonder like yeah, what's up. And I think that's very interesting because even the, the baby thing, where people are like the, every all everything, um, the baby does sound the same. Everything this everything Meg, Meg gets that criticism a lot, but it's like when artists don't do what you want them to do, then like that's the worst thing I've ever heard in my entire life. So that's also very interesting. I mean, yeah, I was in, you know how Twitter has some spaces now? So I was, you know, like, it's like a clubhouse thing. Yeah. And I was, I was waiting for my food yesterday, so I was like, let me, I saw Jackie Yana once. I'm like, let me see Jackie doing She was trolling. But, um, so it was like some type of talent show thing. <clears throat> I saw Jackie was gonna rap, and I was like, I have to see this. Um, I ended up missing it, but either way, someone got up there and sang, and they were and whatever. And the moderators were like, "Oh, you know, that was kind of good, but you use a lot of like, um, you use a lot of like, uh, what's it called? What type of stuff are you? Doing? Why am I blanking on the word?" in church and stuff what are those called like when you how, like runs and militia yeah, yeah I, I don't know why I couldn't come on um I didn't know if you were thinking of trying to think of the musical term or not oh no 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 they like use a lot of runs and stuff and it's just like it's like it's like too much and so the person defend themselves like okay thank you for your your feedback but like I didn't do a lot of runs because I, I was also confused because I'm like I didn't hear runs but I, I know how to listen to music I was it's like I use a lot of vibrato and I took some time here and some stuff like that and the, the people were like oh well thanks for educating us like we didn't know it, any of that stuff I'm like how are you critiquing I mean that's not fair I know I know I know it's not fair people can critique without people can go to a, a symphony concert but that, yeah, that freaking sucks you know like mm-hmm. or that was really good you don't have to be a musician to critique stuff but it's just like that irritating because like why are you giving critique stuff stuff you don't know in a, in a situation where you can influence people are like people people are plugging their instagram handles all this other stuff that kind of irritated me but it's like people what people don't understand stuff like you said it's like that was like a something that happened yet it was yesterday i was like oh yeah that's exactly what it is when they don't understand something it's like oh i don't like that and it's yeah. like you just don't understand it yeah because like that song yeah because like some people may not have the terminology but even in that case like even if you don't have the exact vernacular this month you were doing like you don't have to say yeah. all that but you can still describe what happened and run is not what happened yeah. you know 
they use so, that was irritating because you just over people like to sound smart too, which is irritates me. Like you just use an overarching word, and I'm like, I didn't hear one run actually in that whole thing. So, because like even listening to the song, so the song, the first track on the album was called "Thankful," um, and it's featuring Lil Wayne and Jeremiah. And like, oh, dude, Jeremiah, okay, you're right. And I was like, you know, like I said, it was cacophonous, but that isn't necessary. But I was like, I don't. I, and it reminded me of something like maximalist, you know, like it was a lot happening. Oh, and I have to listen now. What's going on? And I was just like, really, and I'm gonna play it because I got it pulled up. But um, and I was like, yeah, but a lot going on and too much going on are not the same thing. Right. You know? So it was like it didn't even make me like I don't even know that my personal feelings about the song would I listen to this would I whatever. But it was like sensory overload, so it is something I'm gonna have to listen to over again but i do i feel like there's a reason why he did that dj Khaled is a skilled producer like there's a reason why he set it up that way but it was crazy because it's like it never took it it never did what i expected it to do and i think mm-hmm. that like you said that's what it was like it had a little intro or whatever and i'm like oh okay the lead vocals about to come in no it's more background vocals and i'm like okay the lead vocals no then it's the flute okay the lead vocals. then it's a brass choir okay the lead oh, vocals. Come on, then it's a guitar like <laughs> So I'm oh, like, okay. It just never like it always took a turn that I wasn't expecting. So I'm gonna mm-hmm. play a little bit of Like you stopped it. I, I didn't hear any, anything else. My bad. To be fair, I feel like there are some artists that you know, like, like them intro things. The baby has one of his albums, like them little intro tracks. Like it's the first thing. It's gonna be like a little. Like, yeah, like be talking, bro. Yeah, like for me, I wasn't expect like when I, when they did the first like round of ooh, I was not like I wasn't expecting that much layering. And then I also wasn't expecting the layering to stay that way when the lead vocals came in. Too. So it was like, oh. like a lot of layering. Um, and, and but again, I was like, I when I hear this, it makes me wonder why he made those choices, and it makes me like curious to kind of pick it apart a little bit more. But obviously, you know, coming from different points of departure, some people are just like, I just want to hear an album that I like. Yeah, <laughs> they want to hear. They want wild thoughts. Yeah, yeah. So, period. Um, 
Okay, so I was going back and forth between a lot of people, but I decided to pick Drake because I think I'm, I'm gonna get dragged uh, for this maybe, but I think Drake is one of the most important artists of our time, and out of all time, but I think of of our time at least when it, especially when it comes to rap and how he kind of shifted some things, but um, especially with his first point, Drake um and his sing songy rap style um. I don't know if he was the first to do it, but I certainly believe that he's one most people associate with that style of rapping and the one that probably championed it. The New York Times even wrote an article on him. If I could find it, I will link it because uh, they were talking about like, they're singing in rap now. You can thank Drake or whatever. The, the, you said what? T-Pain, though. Yeah. Oh, oh, forget yeah. about T-Pain. Oh, wait, do not drag me. I, no, I totally forgot it because I'm like, dang, is there anybody on? But yeah, the T Pain, Apple Bottom Boots, fur, whatever. Yep. <laughs> <The> apple Bottom Boots. <laughs> <laughs> apple Bottom Jeans, Boots with the fur. With the I'm fur. Sprung. I was just listening to I'm Sprung. Oh, I forgot about I'm Sprung. I gotta listen to T Pain. I haven't listened to T Pain in so long. I'm Sprung is such a good song. <laughs> Okay, do not drag me. I simply forgot about T-Pain. Oh. I, I want to make that abundantly clear. Also, I was in the era, I was in, I was like in middle school when that song came out and it was like one of the biggest songs, yeah. period. That was, I was, just do not drag me because I remember when people were wearing apple bottom jeans. Everybody had a pair of apple bottom jeans. I was in the baby fat era. Everybody had a, yeah. my, mom, my mama refused to buy me that coat. I don't think I'll ever forgive her because it doesn't look practical. Yeah. It doesn't, and I will give it to her. We over here, it's ninety degrees. We yeah, I mean, I guess if we lived in like a a Memphis and Alabama, you know, it's like there will be a reason for that coat. But my mama was not gonna buy no half coat, half cloth, baby fat coat for a hundred dollars for negative ten winters. Right. Like she she wasn't gonna do that. But good times, fun times had by all. Dang, everybody had them apple bottom jeans. Whatever. Um, but this sing songy um rapping is like one of Drake's like and I remember I feel like I remember I don't know if he was always doing it. I need to do more research. But I remember when he like people were dragging him for that. But now it's just like his thing. But Drake be going through phases, that's why people be dragging him. Like he thought he was Jamaican at one point. Then he was British. He you said what? He <laughs> oh Father God. Um, but you know what? Shout out to Shout out to Aubrey. Okay, so I'm going to play a couple of examples of this. First one is still here. Doing well, dog. Yeah. Being on my... Yeah. Me. Yeah. Me and all my niggas doing well, doing well, dawg. You not from the city, I could tell, I could tell, dawg. Did it, did it, did it by myself, by myself, dawg. Blew up and I'm in the city still, I'm still here, dawg. How did I finesse all of this shit from Jane and Weston? Girls all in my bed and they don't trip off first impression. Girls all in your bed and they just ask a hundred question. I can't fuck with you no more cause you be acting extra. Do your favorite rapper. Some stuff would be hard to uh, rap, rap to Drake because it's just like I'll be <laughs> in the car because he's not speaking; he's singing. <laughs> um, 
this is one of a more recent song. This is Laugh Now, Cry Litter featuring Lil Durk. I actually really, really love when they say they're doing all this and all that. I'm just going to play it because he was, anyway. Sometimes we laugh and sometimes we cry, but I guess you know now, baby. I took a half and she took the whole thing, slow down, baby. We took a trip, now we on your block and it's like a ghost town, baby. Where did these niggas be at when they said they doing all this and all that? Tired of beefing you bums, you can't even pay me enough to react. Baby, come sit on my lap. They say Andrew needs a snap. Um. Okay, last one is "You Minds" by uh by Young Blue featuring Drake. I love black people. Um. And this is just a straight up ballad. You know what I do uh, appreciate from Aubrey is that the vocals have gotten better. They have. Because, you know, they were writing a little flat. I'm not going to lie to you. But you know what? <laughs> if, if only, I would be writing sharp. But, um... I'll be writing the next few Shut up! <laughs> <laughs> okay. They might pull him aside. So, if you're going to continue to do this... Because <laughs> some of his earlier stuff, I was like... If you insist on doing this... <laughs> they probably were like that! Got him a vocal coach. He was down there at USC. Like you must, <laughs> you must carry a pitch. Okay, uh, this is you minds, Young Blue featuring Drake. I don't wanna go unless you make me pretty face, pretty tender, but pretty taught me ugly lessons. Pretty at me giving more than I was getting. So pretty don't come with something when well, I did it. Shame to tell my friends how much I do for you Cause they know that you would never do the same for me I wasn't looking for your secrets, they just came to me And they contradicted everything you claim to be I took you to the club and you hugged on somebody that I know And I know them type of hugs Same shit I do to women when I know I used to fuck And I know they with they nigga, but they never brought it One up One thing I was, gonna, I was gonna highlight, there's a lot of stuff that Drake does Um, There's some self-deprecation, but also like Um flaunting his wealth he's also always a victim he is always a victim someone always did something to him every time we're not gonna get there <laughs> um, i don't know drake maybe he is maybe maybe the is the women but something tells me it's not because drake is too fine for me to believe that i, I I'm, I'm sorry i'm so sorry okay speaking of that um another thing uh drizzy does is his use of humor dark humor specifically and sarcasm okay so i'm gonna tell you what i mean by that so in regards to dark humor he talks a lot about how people like have tried to pay to take him out um and in his song i'm upset he talks about like (laughs) he talks about how like dang that's all it was or or it was a lie he's like he was either like dang that's how much it was he's like i'm flattered like i guess um just you know, why not make the best of it, I suppose. Okay, here it is. Try to set a lot of court and make a run. Then gonna ask me how I'm doing. I'm upset. Half a million on my head, I can't accept, yeah. At least it made me feel like someone tried their best, yeah. 
wanna waste a half a million, be my guest. Make me wanna buy vest and a tech. It's like he was almost like he was like, I guess that's it, but it, it, I'm flattered. Like you you wanna waste that money. You think it should be less? No, I'm saying, why would anybody pay to kill Drake? Is it really that serious? Like, I don't think anybody's putting it out because Drake was not like, like I know he be sad in the bottom. Like, bro, you're on the grass. <laughs> it was people. What people put it? The next song I'm play with um the game. Someone did put a hit on him. According to the game, put a hit on him. E40, a lot of the other people. And he's like, as long as you in L.A., the whole point. The one I just like one of my favorite songs. And the whole point <clears throat> of the verse of games verse on 100 is like as long as you in LA you good because mm. like he's like I have a vest for 40 a vest for Chuck a vest with every, with the nigga every I get LA unified yeah I love this song um so I'm gonna play that one and um he talks about he talks about like um that's what I'm saying. Drake is always the always the victim. But either way. He does, and that's what he got himself into because like you have people like that doesn't surprise me that the other people that you name, because there are people who are actually like a part of that before they were rappers, but like Drake mm-hmm. very much wasn't. Same thing with Chris Brown, who mm-hmm. also wasn't, but then was like hanging out around games and stuff when he would be in LA. Like people would know where Chris Brown was at. It's like for Oh, what? for real? Yeah. I'm, like I'm after you were famous, just to kind of like be in the circle. It's like for what? Yeah. <laughs> So now, so it wasn't even about, see, see, I didn't even know that. See, I thought it was people trying to take him out as competition, not because you hanging around. I didn't know that. Well, people want to hit out for Chris Brown? No, I'm not saying nobody put a hit out on Chris Brown, but I'm saying if Drake, if somebody was putting a hit out on Drake um, for like anything, like it would, it my assumption is that it would be gang affiliated because like oh. for what else nobody in the music industry is gonna put a, is gonna put out a hit on you yeah. that is not gang affiliated because for that that's literally just like there's no reason for that sure. like yeah. you know, like there are people like like nipsey hustle like people like that who were who were gang affiliated in the past mm-hmm. and then like they do actually have to watch out for stuff like that that's why the gucci main and um and jeezy thing like the reason why people were like, yo, I can't believe that they're in the same room right now is because, mm. yeah, Gucci almost, like, Gucci put out a hit on him or something like that, and, like, it was a whole thing, but I'm like, if Drake, if somebody put a hit on Drake, he was probably just <laughs> fooling around something he ain't had no business doing. <laughs> right, y'all, so you was over here bragging about how you don't need none of this money that you got because uh, he said the, the line was, Jimmy got me 20 million. So go hang out with that then. I could never be rich. I would be a terrible rich person. I, I'm like I would be terrible because you would never see me. For what? You have all this. You saw Drake's house or one of them. That ridiculous. It's like ridiculous. Go play foosball in your bathroom. Bathroom number seven of fourteen. <laughs> like do that. Raise your child. Anyway. Um, this is a hundred by the game featuring Drake. Um, I like his humor in, in this one. Thank me later. Thanks for nothing. Thanks for bluffing. Thank you so so much for wearing your true colors to every single fucking function. Had niggas tell me to my face how we were family and how they love me. Why they were skimming off the budget. Now when I see them, they're the ones that's acting funny. People been reaching out to me and I'm on some straight on responsive shit. 
Um, I'm gonna skip the last one. Okay, the last thing I'm gonna talk about with Drake, I have a lot of stuff here, but the hour is nine, <laughs> so I'm gonna because I was like, I was just like in, and I was like, oh, he does that, like he the use of repeated words, him playing the victim. Okay, um, that's not fair. I don't know Drake. Maybe he's right. Maybe maybe. <laughs> I mean, I could see having that much money and people taking advantage of that, but everything other stuff he'd be saying. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Um, okay, one thing I noticed about Drake's music is that he doesn't use a lot of ad libs. And I thought that was really interesting because a lot of rappers, like, I was watching someone, I was watching a rapper, I can't remember which one, in the studio, and they were like, all right, time to put my ad libs on top. And especially, like, people who are, like, known for using ad, like, the Migos, the whole song be ad lib. No, no, cash. <laughs> like, the whole thing is ad libs, and Drake doesn't do a lot of that. And I thought it was really—I noticed it, and I was like, "Oh shoot!" Okay, this is one of my favorite songs. It's um, Chicago Freestyle featuring Giveon. Um, and yeah, did you say you didn't, you didn't like Giveon? Is that you? I was like, I don't, I don't care for his voice. Sounds like oh, he got yeah. stuff in his mouth. That was you. That was you. Yeah. Oh, cause you said the same thing. Well, friend, I love friend. Okay, Chicago Freestyle featuring Give Me On. Hey, truck to the plane, to the truck, truck to the hotel lobby. Me, I go through underground garages, presidential suite on deposit, elevator up to the room, shower up, and then we hit the club. Touchdown, gotta see what's up. Area code in my phone. What numbers do I still have? Who do I know from the past? Hit one, she say she got a man. Hit another one, it goes green. Must have changed phones on the team. Remember when you let me in between? That was 2017. Women, they come, they go. Um, You said what? I just don't believe Drake is on this lifestyle. I don't believe it. Um, Okay, next one is Can I... Now, listen, there is a background track that fills in like the ands of the beat but that don't count no no ad libs here bring it to the six where i really stay baby show you why i am the way i am can i tell you what i think my biggest flaw is baby i try to be consistent but i can't can i have an honest moment with you right now baby tell me who the fuck you want to be can i get an honest answer from you right now baby cause all we ever talk about is me and one more Jodeci freestyle featuring my beloved J Cole. You think J Cole? I love J Cole. Have you ever heard J Cole? <laughs> I didn't know you listened to J Cole. Listen mm -hmm. to J Cole so much in middle school. Oh, for real? Yeah, I love him. I'm gonna do a Jenna face too, but I fit. I face that. Jenna? Mm -hmm. Fine. <laughs> okay, uh, Jodeci freestyle. <laughs> 26 on my third GQ cover. The new shit sound like you do covers. Or all of my old shit, oh shit. I've devoted to making sure that shit goes unnoticed. Swear you niggas is hopeless. I should run a clinic for niggas that think they're winning on some cold shit. 50 M's for a three month road trip. I see straight through them like fish tanks with no fish in them. Trizzy still got some 06 in them. And I know some of them might say, well, that was an ad lib. Another thing that I've noticed about Drake's rapping that I left out. Is that he has a tendency to repeat words. So he was like, da, 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 da. He does it a lot. Like, I was just listening, going through it. He, he repeats. Apologetically loading. 
first of all, that sounds hellacious. No. Secondly, I'll be doggone. I can't. I can imagine. I'm not defending. I'm not defending Drake to an all white panel. No, but there are there are there are hip hop scholars. Quite not not of course in the grand scheme, but like, and I'm sure they probably have their stories. But there, you know. that is some sound fun. I mean, but I could write a dissertation on the baby. I would do that. I could do that right now. <laughs> I could do that right now. No, that's not, that don't sound fun. But for you. <laughs> All right, y'all. You moving on? All right, y'all, time for Black Excellence, where we hype you up, gas you up, and give you your props, because it's been for everyone at the top. Who are you talking about, Delaney? All right, so um, this week on Black Excellence, I'm talking about uh, Marcus Norris. Um, I've spoken about his music before um, on the show um, a couple of times. Um, I've played some of his stuff, but he's a composer um currently completing a phd in composition out here in uh los angeles at ucla um and yeah i just like i really like his music um and he he's doing a thing so um he has a lot of like a lot of like like anime music or like new like soul inspired music um i think like it just is one of the one of those things that to me is like a very black sound which mm-hmm. I like and like a very um like a, a modern sound um and he also has his own orchestra the South Side Symphony um out here in LA and they do like recordings and things of um like anime tracks and, and neo soul type of stuff so um you can listen to some of his stuff like that way, you know. So it, I mean, I, I find that really, really cool. Cause how do you how you put together a whole a whole orchestra to play your stuff? Like yeah. you know, like that, like that's that seems very, very difficult. And like they've um, recorded a few things. So I'm going to I'm definitely gonna link some of that so that y'all can hear um, that. I also link a composition of his that um, I've played on this show before um, called Block Party. Um, I think I played it a couple of times and also played it at our Sphinx live show. Um, but yeah, I mean, he has a ton of accolades, even outside of the things that he's, um, accomplished, um, for himself. Like he, um, was chosen for the LA Fields National Composers Intensive. Um, um, he also won first prize in the Southeastern Composers League, uh, competition. Um, his violin concerto glory has opened a few uh sold out concerts um when it premiered with the jackson symphony um in 2019 um he's also performed like all over the world um and you know (laughs) it's so funny because one of his um one of the his his orchestra played one of my favorite or my favorite string orchestra pieces back that ass up by juvenile Mm. Listen, I'm telling y'all, if you mm. look it up, if if you're not remembering, okay, it's a whole. I'm I'm telling you, Katie need to get her kids to play that because yep, and they got they got to play with the lyrics. But yeah. <laughs> my kids gonna play with the lyrics. Okay. They will play. They <laughs> will. Could you imagine the look on their parents' faces as they? I hope you're fired. <laughs> but it, 
they realize it'll be a job well done for me here here that that's all right um but yeah i'm gonna link his um his website so that y'all can learn more about his accomplishments his compositions maybe purchase some of his works put them on your recitals period period well my piece of the week is samuel Coleridge taylor's novelette number four um it's a bob it goes it's for strings and auxiliary i believe and if i can find the link i will post kalina bovell conducting it so hooray you can see me almost <laughs> dropping my bow the entire time let me tell you delaney delaney right. delaney white people don't have to go through this and that's the problem i have so last week i won the fluffy twist out right so the way i do that is i okay sounded like a choice already (laughs) (laughs) so how i do that is i uh blow dry my hair on low heat so i can stretch it out and then you twist it up it get fluffy that's one of my favorite hairstyles do it like twice a year because you know heat or whatever so using heat what do you use heat protectant cool before the concert starts go like this scratch my hair delaney my bow was slipping out of my hand the entire time it was the longest 10 minutes of my life i didn't know what i was gonna do and we sit on the sit on the outside i'm like i dropped my bow everybody gonna see delaney (laughs) delaney it was actually horrendous like i've never felt that feeling before where literally and i'm like because I'm, I'm, I'm sitting there thinking i'm like i'm like that's interesting why can't i hold on to my bow i'm like i'm not nervous this is orchestra and then that first pizzicato came and i had to you know grab the bow, and i was like i can't do this piece i can't do it girl well you know we made that would have been really bad that would have been really can you imagine if I dropped bad. I mean, at least it didn't happen. Can you imagine if I dropped my At least it didn't happen, because that would have been very embarrassing. Can you imagine if I dropped my bow? The audience, the viola section, everybody. Delaney, and we're going to fly. Delaney! Just even. Can you imagine if I fell off the stage? <gasps> Somebody has to hand it back to you? <laughs> I'm not, I, I want you to know I'm not being dramatic. There was hair grease on my bow stick. I could not hold on to it, and it had a bunch of pizzicato going back and forth. They're probably looking like, "What's wrong with her? Why can't she play?" Because I'm like, if I move any more than this, and it's a black piece, I'm on the front of my chair. I'm playing. I couldn't even do that. Now my freaking bow and and roll double D left. I just can't be. I'm. I can't do this kind of trauma. <laughs> like, it's it's starting to get to the point where. And normally when my hair is in a normal twist out, I don't have, like, it's not greasy. Because it's not greasy, so with that. But, like, it's it's normally dry. My hair is very dry. So, I, I was like, you know, I got a little itchy scratchy right here. Uh, <laughs> God is good. Got an itchy scratchy. God is good. Can you imagine the embarrassment? I'm seeing it. Put the up bow, that I think, in the balcony. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. And I'm like, see, y'all got these fellows in here. Ain't doing anything. All right. <laughs> <laughs> you dropping bow. I've never felt anything like that in my entire life. I've never experienced that feeling. I was like, I was looking like, I was rubbing my bow, my pants while the, for the next piece, I like cat was rubbing on my pants, rubbing on my shirt, like really trying to get it. I, I mean, like, I got off eventually, but I've never experienced such trauma. But you know, we made it. We move. 
anyway thanks for listening to classical black podcast don't forget to follow us on social media at classical black podcast for a piece of week suggestion of like excellent suggestion or animation suggestion amare why don't you send another one as well we can we can uh use that as well don't be mad classic black podcast at gmail.com if you're black join isbm for black musicians isblackmusicians.com at isblackmusicians on social media thank you for listening i was gonna say thank you for watching what are we doing bye y'all Right. <laughs>